this time, if uh, children want to head to Children's Church, you can do that at this time. Mary Jo, thank you for that beautiful song. That was my prayer today. God, I'm your vessel. Fill me up, pour me out. Uh, I did want to make mention before I get into my sermon here. I'm failed to do it every time. If uh, you're new here with us, we'd love to have a record of that visit and just uh, to know that you was here. And, and I'll ask there's a, in the pew in front of you, there's a connect card. Just fill that out, please. If you have a need on the back, just fill that in. Drop it in the offering box back there or hand it to me when you get ready to leave us day after church. I'd appreciate it, but uh, please do that. Today I'm going to be preaching a message about redigging some old wells. Now, don't y'all all start getting excited. We're not going to be digging out shovels and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Have to do actual manual labor, all right? Don't want you to get worried. But when I was thinking about this message and uh, how it was going to how it was going to go, and if you want to be turning, we're going to read from the book of Genesis today, chapter 26. But I got to thinking about a well, a well that's personable to me. I thought about the well on our family farm. Been there all my life. And uh, uh, my, my, grandma, my grandfather, he told me stories about how the well was dug, how, <coughs> how it came to be, you know, I've know since a little kid where the well is and and uh i know what what tires a little the, the well and you know where the, all the water lines run to, to get the water to where it needs to be now we don't we don't use the well right now uh it's it's not in use but it's still there you know and i was thinking about how do i know all this well i was told I was told the stories, by my, like I said, by my grandfather. I've helped work on that well many, many a times with my grandfather, my dad, and my uncle. And it's been passed down to me. And now it's up to me to pass that information on just to the next generation. In case that well's ever needed again. So I just want to give you a little background on our scripture today. Because like I said, we're going to be reading from Genesis chapter 26. We're actually going to be reading verses uh, 17 and 18, but I want to give you just a little bit uh, of background on this scripture. Now, God appeared to Isaac, and he told him to go to a specific land. And while there, God said that Isaac would be blessed and, 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 he, and, and would prosper because of his father's Abraham obedience to his laws and his statutes. And sure enough, that's what happened. Isaac sowed in the land, and he reaped a mighty harvest. That made him and his family very wealthy. But then you have the Philistines. Philistines, they say, they're there and, and they were envious of Isaac. And so uh, Abimelech, he asked Isaac to leave. And that's where I want to pick up this morning in the scriptures today. Because like I said, we're going to be reading Genesis 26, verses 17 and 18. And it says this. And then Isaac departed from there, and he pitched his tent in the valley 
of Gerar and dwelt there. And Isaac dug again the wells of water that which, which they had dug in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them up after the death of Abraham. And he called them by the names which his father had called them. And I'm going to stop right there. So we're going to go on a little bit further in this scripture here on just in a little bit. But I want to just take a little while right here and look at a few things. Now we need to understand that water is, is a necessity for people. It's, it's a necessity for life. It's something we must have to survive. It's the same in our spiritual life as well. We need that life-giving water that comes from Christ. And sadly, we're in the same situation today that, that, the, uh, that, that, that Isaac and his people were in that day. The Philistines, in other words, the world, the enemy, has greatly affected that life-giving water supply, God's Word, by filling the wells, our hearts, our minds with the ideas of the world. And it has adversely affected the flow of water, the life-giving water, into our lives. But God, God wants to bless us. And this message today gives us some insight on finding his blessing. Isaac found his father's wells. We, all of us, would do well to go find some wells from our father and reopen them. And reopen them. So let's look. First, God's blessings often must be invoked. In other words, they, they need to be brought to mind. All right? We, we read that, that these were the same wells that Abraham had dug. You know, these, these, these wells, they just didn't start digging and, and, and hope for water. They, they had been proven wells. Abraham had used these wells to water his livestock, to water his people uh, in, in his time. But they had to remember where the wells were. Now, I wonder sometimes how often we have a memory problem. Do you all have a memory problem? I have to raise my hand. If we will allow him. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. And in John 14, 26, we see Jesus said, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring you to remembrance all things that I have said to you. God wants us to bless us. But sometimes we have a memory problem where the blessings come from, the drink from the water. And sometimes it's because my wells have gotten filled up with junk and with trash. Could our problem be that we are not experiencing his blessings because we are not depending on the Holy Spirit to remind us? How many of us have said recently, Lord, Show me, remind me, tell me what it is. What is it you want me to do? Where is it you want me to go? What blessings uh, do you have for me? Or how many of us have ever have said to the Lord, Lord, how can I bless you? We need to remember that our circumstances are not an indication of God's love. Whatever situation you may be in, whatever has filled up your wells, 
not an indication of God's love. He has already proven his love for us, for you, for me, on the cross when he sent his only son. Now, I want you to try to just imagine in your mind for, for, for a few minutes what Isaac was feeling, what may have been going on at this time. There was a shortage of everything. If you go back in verse 1 of this chapter, there was a famine in the land. There was a shortage. Isaac, he wanted, he wanted, to, go to, he wanted to go back to Egypt. And, 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 and God says, no, stay where you are until I tell you where to go. How many of us want to do something of it? God keeps saying no. That's what you want to do. And, 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 and you get, I don't know how many of y'all get led to take a little bit. But Isaac stayed like God told him to. And he sowed and he reaped a hundredfold. Isaac's thinking, God is good. God is good. There's a famine going on, but I've got plenty. Went out of nowhere to see Abimelech. He tells him, you need to leave. You need to go. The people around here don't, don't treat you lightly. Because right here is you're getting bread. From that end, we see uh, Isaac. He's looking for a place to live, a place to eat, a place to get water. I just wondered at that moment if he died in God's love. Was Isaac doubting God's love? Was Isaac doubting God's commitment to him? He may have been. And then we see, and I, I love this, I love this. We see God gently remind Isaac of the promised land, of the promised land. Sometimes God is, is, is gently reminding us sometimes to go to the well. Go to a well that you once drank from. Go to a well that you once knew, that provided that, 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 that refreshing, that living water that you need. But Isaac, he goes. Isaac says, sometimes I think that's all we have. We forget the love of God. We forget God's promise. One of the greatest promises uh, uh, that, 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 that I have in my life, that I, that I sometimes go back to that well that I drank through, drank from often, is when Jesus said, I will not forsake you and I will not leave you. That's one of the greatest promises that I've had to go, I've, I've had to fall to. Our memory needs to be invoked. It needs to be brought back to our remembrance. And sometimes, though, and it's sad to say, I think about myself. Remember, now next, God's blessings often must be explored. God's blessings must often be explored. Now, once they remembered the well, they had to look for the well. They had to go look for it. 
derails you from getting progress in life. It's been a long time since Isaac has, has, has heard about those whales or maybe has experienced those whales or, or even maybe even seen them. It took effort was made to remember exactly where they were and where to find them. Sometimes we have to go looking for our whales. Sometimes that means we got to get on our knees and we got to pray for guidance. We got to pray for direction. We got to look into God's word and find and start looking for those wells that, that we once drew from. I read this story uh, about this family. They had moved and they were at their un- new house and they were unpacking. And after unpacking, they realized. Their dog was missing. Poor dog. And concerned that she couldn't find her way back home in such unfamiliar surroundings, the whole family, they loaded up in the car to search for her. And they drove around and around. They were looking for her. And not far from their house, they saw this man sitting on the porch. This kind of sounds like a familiar story for me. And they stopped and they asked him if he had seen their dog. And he said, yes. She's been following your car for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> Sometimes, though, in, in, in looking for God's blessing, we overlook the obvious. We overlook the obvious. Have you ever gone back to find something you left years ago? You know, and, and, you know things may have changed. You know, weeds may have grown up. Trees may have grown and gotten bigger. Things change. Things change, and Isaac had to remember. And then he had to search and, and then explore to find the wells. But again, not overlooking the obvious. We often think that, that God's blessings should put, just pop up in front of us, and sometimes they do. But. More often than not, God asks us to look for them. He said, seek and you will find. We have to look for those wells. Folks, how many of you today are looking for something to satisfy your thirst? You may be listening through, through live stream today. How many of us are looking for something to satisfy our thirst? God's saying, look, redig that well. Look for that well, that well that once provided that water. God has strategically placed his blessings where we can find them if we are listening to him and we are following him. God wants us to remember that he loves us and he wants to bless our lives. And folks, this should motivate us to seek for his blessings. Seek, motivate us. Motiv- I mean, how many of us need motivation? Sorry, Jaden. But sometimes people need motivation. You know, sometimes you have to motivate your kid. With a little encouragement. God, God does the same with us. Are we using that motivation he's given us to seek 
out the wells that, that, that he has placed in our lives and, and, and go back and even though they're filled up, we got to remove what, what's been placed in there so we can get to that life-giving water. That brings me to my next point. God's blessing often must be excavated. After they remembered, then searched and found the well, there was still work to be done. Now, when we throw the word work in, how many people say, uh, uh, do I want to do this? But see, they weren't satisfied yet. The people were not satisfied. And we shouldn't be satisfied yet until we've opened up that well. You know, you, can you imagine needing water and finding a well and stopping at this point and saying, well, we've done our part, our job's over, we found it. And I, I think sometimes we, we as Christians, we do that. Well, Lord, I found what you want me to do. I've done my part. Can you see yourself becoming comfortable or complacent? I found the well. Now what? Or would you become discouraged when that well is filled with dirt? Remember, the Philistines had filled them with dirt. You know, they'd filled them up. And we got to get all that dirt back out of there. They have found their source of water, but who wants to work to get it? An example I thought about. I don't know if it's a good example, but it is an example. Marriages. We know that our spouse is a gift from God. I know that. We know that we love them and they love us. However, every marriage runs into the wall. I mean, y'all ever had that happen in your marriage? Run into the wall. At a time where the honeymoon is over and the work truly begins. I found the well. <laughs> it's filled up. <laughs> Oh, buddy, now we got to dig all that water out. I mean, dig all that dirt out. Life is not any different, folks. Life is not any different. We get a new job, a new child, a new church, our new responsibility. Man, it's fun for a while, right? Amen. It's fun. But when the new rubs off, the labor is still there. The labor is still there. God is still calling us to fulfill his purpose. Are any willing to do the work? The harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few, the scripture says. Are any willing to do the work? Are any willing to, to dig the dirt out of the well? You know, the title of this sermon is Redigging Some Old Wells. That means you got to dig again. How many are, are eager to get to the bottom of the well to get to the water? We don't need to forget the things, the people's life, the world who tried to sabotage us. Who tried to, you know, I mean, I, I think about the old adage, I'm down there, I'm down there, to, you know, digging in the well, throwing the dirt out, and somebody's up top throwing the dirt back in. About as fast as I'm doing it. Well, if we look on in, 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 in Genesis 26, we're going to look at, at verses 19 through 21 there. 
And it says this, Then Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found a well of spring water there. But the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen and said, The water is ours. And so he named the well Isaac, because they argued with him. And then they went and they dug another well and quarreled over that one also. And, and, and so he named it Sitna. There are going to be people. Listen, there are going to be people. And there's going to be things that, that fill our wells so that we cannot, cannot obtain our blessing. Those that gossip about, about, about others, those that try to destroy people with their words and actions, those that spitefully do things to cause others to fail. But I want you to look at Isaac's response. I want you to look at Isaac's response. You know, they dug these wells out. They opened them back up. The water was there. And then these people come along and they want to take, they said, that well belongs to me. That's mine. Now, could you see Isaac? He may have gotten discouraged, as anyone would have. He may have felt a little frustrated, angry. But he didn't allow it to stop him from doing what he needed to do. And that's continue to find the wells and to open them up. We don't need to get discouraged, folks. Sometimes we may dig a well and, and, and it starts giving us water and somebody comes along and does something. Let's just go open another well. Let's go find another well. See, Abraham had dug many wells in that area. Too often we allow our circumstances to prohibit us from accomplishing God's work and God's will. I want you to hear that. Too often we allow our circumstances to prohibit us from accomplishing God's work and God's will instead of continuing to dig. I thought about a very familiar commercial that used to be on, on, on TV and on radio, the, the Verizon commercial. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Well, do you hear God saying, do you believe me now? Okay, do you believe me now? You had a well. These people came and, 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 you know, and they decided they wanted it, so you give it to them. And I just gave you another well. And here I showed you another well. And it's going to get better here in just a minute, too. Y'all hang on with me. I told some I might get you out by 12, okay? Might. Everybody just went, oh. No, I'm just kidding. At whatever point that we say, no, God, I can't believe, or no, I can't do that, is when we have just allowed those who fill our wells to have victory. I want you to hear that. When we say, no, God, I can't do that, or no, God, that, that, that just can't happen, we are allowing those who fill our wells to have victory. We are allowing our enemy to have victory. And I'm going to tell you something, guys, ladies and gentlemen. Allowing our enemy to have victory should be not an option. Not an option. God is willing to bless you and me in spite of other people's efforts to discourage you. It is our responsibility to believe and trust. I want you to hear this. It is our responsibility to believe and trust. We must realize that when we say, but God, they did. They filled my well. 
That is why I believe God's simple response is, do you believe that I am who I am? Do you believe when you start digging into the scriptures or into the promises of God, believing that when you, when you get to that promise that, that God's going to say, do you believe now that I am who I am? Who did he tell Moses when Moses went to the burning bush? He says, I am. That's who he was, I am. How many of us today do we really believe that? Again, redigging a well is hard work. It can be frustrating work. It can be discouraging work. Am I ever going to get to the bottom? Am I ever, ever going to get to the water? And this is why God says, remember the whales. Plural. Plural. Now, fourth point I want to make. God's blessing causes us to evade our selfishness. Now, this is a tough one for, for them, for us, myself included, who live in the flesh. Isaac did the work. He remembered. He searched for the well. He excavated the dirt. And just when he was about to reap his reward, he gave it away. He gave it away. Now get this. Those whom he gave it to didn't lift a hand and were very rude. They simply came in and said, that's mine. That's mine. Let me tell you something other. Have you ever seen two kids fight over a toy? Huh? One has a toy, another says, that's mine, and they go in and take it. And buddy, sometimes, if it's like at our house with the grandkids, sometimes the fight can be on. All right. Now, I don't know about you, but when I put forth the effort of accomplishing a task, go the extra mile to, to do what needs to be done, when it's time to reap, I want my reward. How many of us are like that? We want our reward. I want my drink of water, okay? You want your drink of water. You want to be refreshed. Well, we see that Isaac shows us the true meaning of what Paul wrote in Timothy. Chapter 2, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 23 and 24. He says, But avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate strife. And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all. That's hard to do sometimes, folks. It's hard sometimes to be gentle to all. But that's what God wants us to do. Let them have the whale. He says, I got another whale. Let them have the whale. There's another whale. And that's exactly what Isaac did. He avo avoided foolish and ignorant disputes and he chose to be gentle. And, and, and you have to understand, there was a famine in the land. And when I thought about that, I was thinking of the fact did anyone ever say that faith was easy? That faith was easy. When you find a whale, and you begin to dig. It's been filled up and you begin to dig in it. You want to find that water again. And you're thinking, is the water still there? Is the water still there? Or am I just digging a dry hole? Faith is not easy, but you got to have it. And do you believe that when God says, 
I will bless you, that he means what he says. Do you believe that God means what he says? We should. We should. What happens? God gives another well, and the same thing happens again. However, however, God gives another well. If you go down to Genesis 26, go down to verse 22. And we see Isaac, it says there, and he moved from there. And he dug another well. He dug another one. <laughs> I wonder how many shovels that they went through. Some picks. You know, I'd have, got, I'd have got tired of digging. And I'd be one of those, that I'd, I'd break the handle out of the shovel or out of the hole where I wouldn't have to dig anymore. <laughs> I don't know if any of y'all like that or not, but that's what I do sometimes. But he moved in there and he dug another well. And they did not quarrel over it. And so he called its names Rehoboth. Because he said, for now... The Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. Now, as I was reading and studying about this just a little bit, about this final well that he dug, this was a well that was, it was considered an artesian well. In other words, there was a constant water flowing there. And I thought back to the well on the family farm. It's an underground stream. All my life, it's provided water. At times, it's provided water for four houses and, and all the cattle and, and livestock we had. And it never went dry. You could look down there and you could see the water running by. And I thought about that artesian well that, that, that Isaac found, that well that God blessed him with. A well that never run dry. And I think about that well of living water that springs from the, the throne of God. How that it never runs dry. And sometimes we as Christians, we as people today, we need to go back and we need to keep digging. We need to redig and we need to keep digging. And we need to open up those wells. And, and, and when we come to that one that, that, that's a constant feed us, and said, so there's plenty of room. There's plenty of room for you. There's plenty of room for me. There's plenty of room for everybody else to drink from that well. A well that's always flowing with life-giving water. God, in his goodness, provides Isaac again with another well, and it's good, and it's good. Again, don't forget the famine God had blessed Isaac a hundredfold and he became very prosperous. So as I'm closing today, I want you to think about some things. Is it easy for us to say, I've been to every house, I know every person, and they just won't come, therefore I don't need to go visit? Is it easy to find excuses not to do something when we have failed before? Is it easy to be uncommitted to building God's kingdom? To excuse ourselves by saying, 
I want to do something, just tell me what to do. God is calling us to discover old wells of blessings that he has for us. When you get discouraged, you think Isaac got discouraged? Yes, he got discouraged. Do you think about, what am I supposed to do? God said, go on to the next well. And he had to remember where that next well was. And he'd go and he'd, he'd dig that well open. Folks, we need people today to be redigging some wells. People need that refreshing water. You need that refreshing water. But I'm going to ask you, are you willing to commit to do his work? Are you willing to commit to do his work? Man, people had to be willing to, to get down in that hole and dig and dig. I'm sure they pulled them, that, that dirt up out of them holes with, with buckets. And there had to be somebody down there filling them buckets and somebody dumping them buckets. It took teamwork. It took people committed. Are you willing to make the necessary changes? Isaac had to get up and move. God told him, move, go. And every time they dug open a well, they'd have to do what? They'd have to pack up and move. Makes me think about the fact that one of these days, we're not going to have to pack up and move. We're not going to have to pack up and move. If you're a child of God, one of these days you're going to move. You're going to move to a heavenly home whose well is the throne of grace. And it's spacious. That's what that. That's what. That's what the the word. Uh, that word for that well there, Rebotha, I think is the name of it. It means spacious. It means room. One of these days. But we need to continue to be doing what God has called us. We need to remember that it's not about building the, this church. It's about building God's kingdom, and it's about building His people. Now, again, redigging some old wells. We need help. We need help. How will you, how will you respond today when you're asked? We need some diggers. We need some diggers. We need some bucket movers. But how often in your life sometimes do you just need to say, I need to redig a well? As Mr. Kent comes saying, if you'll come on, we're going to have an invitation here in just a moment. And I want you to think about that. And I'd like to continue on with what Brother GJ has been doing. I'd like to ask all that would to come. Maybe you need to ask the Lord, Lord, what are some wells I need to what are some wells I need to reopen up? Or you don't know what the Lord's wanting you to do? Ask him, Lord, show me. Show me those wells. Let's go. Let's discover old wells.